Hello, Galaxy. Chris Perillo here, talking a little earlier than normal. I mean, during the day. Normally, I don't record the podcast uh, when I am in my play shop uh, until the evening hours. I'll usually roll off of the live TLDR broadcast on youtube.com slash LockerNome. I assume you have a notification turned on for new videos in that channel, and you should. We're trying to do a TLDR just about every day, including on the weekend. Today is a weekend day, a Saturday. I'm very, very happy about that because tonight I'm going to be setting up for Galaxar, my second Galaxar event. I, I guess event producer is now in uh, my resume. I don't really have a resume. Every time I like type out resume, the, the accent marks never populate, so it always looks like I have a resume. So resuming the conversation I wanted to have with you, I, uh, I'm going to be busy later today, but I am recording this podcast, simulcasting it live on my Twitch profile, twitch.tv slash Chris Perillo. You can head over there and you can follow me. And so you can be notified the next time I record a, a podcast live and potentially be a part of that podcast. One of many ways, ask a question. It's largely AMA based, uh, apart from things that I may want to cover that I don't cover in the Locker Gnome Daily Report, which is also AMA-driven, or in the regular Chris Perillo videos on youtube.com slash Perillo, Those are usually focused on one topic or another. The topic I'm going to be covering today is actually in relation uh, to the video I'm about to record for the uh, Chris Perillo YouTube channel, and that's a new way to fund devices, or a new way to do revi- uh, revise? device reviews. And I, I did... The thing I mentioned, I think, in yesterday's podcast, and that, that was set up uh, a GoFundMe specifically for a, a set of devices, a range of devices, the Pixels, uh, giving people who back that particular crowdfunding project name credit in uh, the videos or at least one of the videos that I might do with those products. Uh, I'm going to answer a question or two uh, that I see here on the Twitch chat. Stefan99, or Stefan F99, sorry, I, I missed the F there. Uh, he asked, uh, I, I think, a couple of questions that were a little strange, but asking if uh, I was going to get the iPhone 10. Am I buying the iPhone 10? That's a solid question. Uh, I, I, I did ask him, like, you, you may not be following me on social or watching YouTube videos. That's fine. We all get busy. Uh, but uh, n- I have no plans to buy the iPhone 10. However, that said, if my current GoFundMe project... Uh, that is open-ended. Uh, you know, everything will go to the Pixel Fund. If it does run through to completion and I'm able to fund the, the, the devices in question, the Pixel Book and the Pixel 2 and the Pixel 2 XL, uh, I will uh, effectively launch a GoFundMe for an iPhone 10. That's the only way I'm going to do it, though, if, if, if we fund the, the Pixels to completion. So if you do want to see me do an iPhone 10, that's how you're going to see it happen. I am not going to front anything for an iPhone 10 review. I'm definitely not getting a review unit, and I doubt anybody's going to send it to me outright. It's going to be a hot item. I think more scalpers are going to be buying the iPhone 10 than uh, people who actually want to use the iPhone 10. So no. And yes, that's the answer to the question about the iPhone 10. So now you have a chance. You want to see me review an iPhone 10? You want to see me? That's how you help make it happen. <laughs> GoFundMe.com slash Pixelpalooza. 
I've shared the link in my social feeds, and uh, I, I will, uh, of course, keep promoting it throughout uh, the videos that I do around uh, the topics, especially the, the Pixel videos, if you want to be a part of future Pixel videos. Because if your name gets in there for credits earlier, you know, you'll get more credit uh, you know, throughout the entire process of doing uh, videos with the Pixel. I uh, also want to make mention that I, I'm paying attention to Discord chat as well, filled with subs and patrons. Subs of mine on Twitch, you can become a sub. Uh, by effectively pressing the button that says subscribe to Chris. Subscribe. Uh, it's either $5 a month or you can get it for free if you've connected your Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account. When you become a sub of mine on Twitch, you'll get access to Discord automatically. It just automatically synchronizes within the hour. Uh, effectively, uh, the Chris Perillo Cantina shows up as uh, uh, one of your connections on uh, Discord outright. If you don't see it, uh, check out uh, Discord by way of the web, maybe not through its mobile app. That's the way to do it. Discord is is not free access and open access for everybody. One of the reasons why it's a nice little community that's growing by the day. We now have 80 subs on Twitch. Uh, many of them are using a Discord chat. You can also join Discord chat 24-7 by becoming a patron of mine. Patreon.com slash Chris Perillo, any level. Pretty simple. I think that uh, it's a great way of supporting what it is that I do and doing it the, 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 in a clean capacity. Patreon's not without its share of problems, though. You got to keep, keep your pledge active, and sometimes you may drop off uh, the radar. It's not something that I can control. I don't control these platforms. And trust me, I can dedicate an entire show about everything that's wrong with Patreon from a producer's perspective. Uh, but you will also get access, in, instant access to Discord uh, through Patreon. You can do both Patreon and, and sub to me on Twitch. Uh, another bonus for patrons is TLDR as a podcast. That's something that you can do as a feature on Patreon, which is uh, quite nice. So to answer Stefan F's uh, or Stefan F99's second question, that is how you get added to Discord. See, I'm answering questions. This isn't just you know the the rigmarole of administrivia. I do have a couple of questions in. Uh, Discord, though, uh, and, or at least one I can see. Michael Tristan asks, what are your thoughts on home ISPs having data caps? I wonder if they do that so people can't cut the cord so easily. Uh, I long for the day that I can get a chair that doesn't squeak. I can't get rid of this chair, though. I just can't. I, I've been with it for so long. It's been with me. Going all the way back to the early days of Lockernome, back when I lived in Iowa. I know people have recommended this gaming chair thing, uh, which would be fine. I don't know anybody at that company, though. They, they mentioned it in the TLDR live broadcast today. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be interested, sure. I'm not a gamer. But, uh, you know, I will be gaming a Battlefront 2 gameplay as opposed to gaming Battlefront 2 something not related to gameplay. Uh, but I'll be doing that on the Star Wars Radar YouTube channel. Just FYI. In terms of uh, data caps, this is across the board. Well, let's, let's, let's move the, the conversation a bit beyond any one type of ISP, any ISP. You know, data caps are put in place, uh, you know, because there's no competition. And that's one of my bigger concerns about where we are today and where we have the possibility of being in the future. Some people do abuse their data, certainly. I'm not going to say they don't. You know, they'll be throttled. You know, and I'm not saying that they shouldn't be. My hope would be that inevitably we'll have 
wireless gigabit anywhere, everywhere. It, is, it just exists. That is the way it should be. That will be the day. I do believe that Elon Musk was working on a project, at one point at least, launching satellites to give us, what is it, 20 down and 20 up anywhere on the planet? That would be a service I'd use for a lot of different reasons. I mean, knowing that you can have high-quality signal no matter where you went, that's solid. That's the way it should be. I, I don't know if I, I necessarily have the background to speak intelligently to whether or not Internet access should be a public utility. I have an issue with our current public utilities. They're very often run like monopolies. We, we don't have a choice. That's the problem with landlocked anything. You're, you're not in a position to have a choice. There's no competition. They can do anything. They will do anything. They have done anything. So it's not just ISPs. This is how the market works. I don't like it. I think it could be better. But until there's an alternative, we're stuck. Just like we were stuck with the phones we had before Apple launched the iPhone. That changed everything. Simply Orange in Twitch chat says, I've been lurking on Chris's content for years, but I'm really interested in more Pixel Talk, so it was time to sub up. Thank you, Simply Orange. I appreciate the sub. There on Twitch, you should be able to join the Discord chat within the hour. In fact, let me go ahead and force a synchronization on the server level, so hopefully that'll happen sooner rather than later. We had 80 subscribers at the top of, uh, of, the, uh, uh, of the video, which is it's a nice number. It's a nice round number. Not looking forward to 81. Just kidding. Can't wait to invite more people. Now, the GoFundMe campaign is, is going to be different. You'll, you'll get your name and credits for those videos. And I've got to map out how it could work for, uh, for you know, the, the, the other campaigns beyond that, like an iPhone 10 or an Android One experience or, you know, a set of devices, you know, that, that, that may play within a certain theme that people would be willing to fund. I just can't count on getting review units. I think this is a better way of doing it. Let the community control what I do. I'd rather do that. That's why I like doing these uh, types of videos. They're interactive. You ask the questions, I answer. Can't answer everything. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. Big Crazy Man 1, another sub, says, Chris makes so much content that I can't keep up on a live basis because of life. Lol. No, I know, I know, I know. There's no perfect way of doing it. I already know that not everybody's going to be able to see everything and hear everything. I think I'm now at about at least an hour and a half, almost two hours worth of content a day on most days. But, you know, if I've got the time, I might as well spend it, you know, doing something that is fruitful or beneficial to a community, whether or not they see it. I don't know. But at least I give people an opportunity. And that to me is everything. It doesn't mean that you can take advantage of every opportunity. But I do appreciate it. I genuinely do. Mad Techno, another sub of mine in Twitch, says, yes, more Pixel Talk. Well, I mentioned uh, uh, in the uh, TLDR broadcast today that I, I believe I had a dream about the Pixel. I, I think I was doing, like, uh, photo comparisons in my dream. <laughs> Leave me alone. I don't want to dream about devices. I don't. I genuinely don't. This is not something that I'm reveling in. It's not what I want to dream about. Why am I dreaming about this? I, I'm now seemingly obsessed with the pixels. 
boy, if they're not good, and no, I don't plan on walking into a store beforehand. I want to be genuinely surprised. I want my reactions to be genuine in person. I want to capture those moments on tape, whether or not I have hiccups at the time. Welcome to the Discord chat, Mango. That's the handle that I see, Mango. You can change your name in Discord chat, too. That's that's uh, pretty easy. Works a lot like IRC. Although I can tell you, after having done IRC years ago and, and in playing with Discord, Discord's a lot better for a lot of different reasons. So many reasons. Big Crazy Man 1 says, Chris, talk more about the USB-C thing that worries you. It's about the quality of cables. More than anything. And USB-C is not as, you know, just like any cable, it's, it, not all are built the same. There have been instances where devices have been destroyed by plugging the wrong USB-C cable into a USB-C port. So I don't plan on just buying the cheapest USB-C cables uh, outright. Uh, I'll use the ones that have come with devices so that I can tag them back to a device uh, outright, or I would just buy cables from one manufacturer or another. I haven't decided which one. Belkin sent a few products my way, and I do trust Belkin in terms of their quality build, knowing that they've been, you know, they, they've been watching quality control from day one. You got to watch out for cheap products. Sometimes cheap is not best. I've felt that way for the longest time, though. I know a lot of people want to undercut their uh, products, but in, in terms of what they buy and what they bring in, I, I never thought that was a bragging point. Look how much money I saved on a USB cable. Boom. Oh, yeah. Look how much money you saved on a USB cable. Uh, I don't have any specific examples to call out right now. Uh, but if I were you, I would look up USB-C cable problem, uh, your USB-C cable um, issues or, or anything like this because there have been demonstrated issues when the cable wasn't constructed according to spec that may match that device. So for the most part, my Pixel phones will be charged with Pixel cables. For the most part. Unless I get a, a wireless or an inductive charging case, should Mophie make one for uh, the Pixels 2. But that's something that, that you, you probably you know, want to look into, especially if you're starting to get more and more USB-C devices. I don't have a lot of USB-C cables. I've got like... One, two, three, four, four, five at this point. I'm just, I'm nervous about uh, mixing them up. So I've got a, a little label maker I'll use saying this one came with this phone and this one came with that phone and this one plugs in this way and that one plugs in with this one. Uh, the essential device came with a 27-watt charger, which is awesome, and a nice, uh, like a fabric type of cable. So I believe that one should be fine. If it can handle a 27-watt, uh, you know, power uh, uh process, uh, then it should be, it should be ample. So I have an idea about where that one's going to go. And that one's probably going to end up in, in my bedroom outright, or it may end up, you know, it may end up here in the office because 27 watts, that's, that's a lot. Even though I think the, uh, pixel two and pixel two XL top out at about 18 Watts and throttle automatically. Uh, the, the nice thing is too, that the pixel book charger will also charge uh, by USB-C. It'll also charge the pixel phones. So I don't need to run, you know, a ton of cables back and forth. Not that I run a lot of cables, you know, outright. But, you know, I'll have a, I'll certainly have a, a different cable configuration here uh, relatively soon. Mad Techno, a sub, asks, does it bother you 
that the Pixel is not wireless. No, not really. I've been living with uh, inductive charging on my iPhone 7 Plus for a year. Mophie's got a, a nice uh, solution. I, I'd imagine they're working on new cases because they've got a new charging pad that they're going to release at some point. The charging pad has worked well for me in the car and on my nightstand. That's usually when I charge up. It's not, not the fastest thing, but it is incredibly convenient. If only because you know while I'm driving, the, the phone's always there and it's always charging. It's always hands-free. So I, I like the, the Mophie solution, not just because of the additional battery, but because of the entire wireless or inductive charging uh, ecosystem that they've built up. I do hope that they do uh, release the Pixel 2 and the Pixel 2 XL wireless charging cases. Those are the ones I'll go with. Not just for the addition of, of the battery, uh, but you know, just knowing that I already kind of have the ecosystem, and I've been fine with Mophie for, for a number of years uh, with, their, uh, with their battery cases. Mophie hasn't really uh, failed me for that. The only thing I wish Mophie would do, and if they don't do it this year, my God, it, it, I, I'm going to say it will anger me and I would probably start looking for other solutions. Uh, they're still using micro USB. And, and that's fine if you're just going to plug in a cable and then walk away and never touch it again. Fine. But what if, you know, it's something that you use all the time? I hate micro USB. Now, I, I can't fault them for using it to this point, but this year and beyond will be inexcusable. Because we've got so many USB Type-C products out there, Mobi should be producing USB Type-C cables. Uh, you know, all the, 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 uh, all the Android devices going all the way back to the Nexus 6P that I've got sitting in front of me are USB Type-C. So I, I think that it's a, 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 a bigger deal. It's becoming an even bigger deal over time for me. And I, I don't think I, I'm the only one who, who feels that way that they need to move to USB-C, which seems to be a theme here with uh, today's podcast. I didn't know we'd be talking so much about uh, USB-C. Crosshairs came into chat, maybe a new type of follower, says, Chris on Twitch? Yeah. I, I do this podcast recording as frequently as I can, simulcasting it and then removing the video. I tried for a little while uh, to, to do a different type of, of Twitch video, streaming my uh, arcade machine play. I've got a, a main machine, a cabinet over there, and I enjoy playing those um, uh, retro games, those vintage games, those uh, classic games. Not everybody does. But yeah, Crosshairs, welcome. You can uh, sub to me on Twitch and then join the Discord chat 24-7. Simply Orange changed from Mango back to Orange. Fruits everywhere. So Mango was Simply Orange. For everybody who was wondering, you cannot have the Mango. I have, uh, uh, you know, a few things that I, I know I need to get done, and it's not vexing, but it's making sure I don't miss anything. And I, I don't know how to better manage those types of needs. I've tried using task lists. I've tried using reminders. I've tried using sticky notes. But ultimately, I've never settled on one system to manage the things that I need to do. And even even when I know I should use a, a sticky to write something down on, inevitably I will, uh, you know, leave a calendar appointment when I think I really need to know about it, and then I'll miss the calendar appointment. What often happens that is that I have to leave myself a reminder, I have to set an alarm, I have to set a calendar appointment, I have to do something like seventeen times over in order to make sure I don't miss the thing that I know I need to do, certainly at a specific time. Management uh, is. <laughs> Even as an individual is a challenge. Even with a family, then it just 
the, the problem compounds itself because then you're dealing with two different types of management systems. This was a, a, a topic that came up in the TLDR broadcast, and I wanted to talk a little bit more about it because as much as we have easy access to these tools, it's, it's simple to you know, use a service or a product uh, to be able to do one thing or another. Uh, someone had asked, you know, what about switching ecosystems in terms of how you're managing things? Do you think it's going to be difficult? And I'm not sure if I have a, a you know a, a complete answer to this question, but I, I don't really live in one ecosystem or another outright. I, I mean, as much as I use Apple here, I use Google there. I, as much as I use that there, I have Microsoft there. I, I, I I'm I'm all over the the place. Could it be easier and under one umbrella? Possibly. But the problem isn't just in switching from one tool on one platform to another. The problem is when you're dealing with others. So, for example, when it comes to organizing, uh, you know, an event, uh, I've come to rely on Trello. It's a free tool. It's pretty neat. Uh, it keeps everybody on task and on track when the other people use it. Did, did you sense a little uh, frustration in my voice? I've even had people tell me in organizing an event, we should use Trello. So I set up Trello and nobody uses it. Instead, they try to shoehorn a, a spreadsheet for task management. That's a really bad idea. That's, that's, like, that's like trying to shave your face with a nickel. Sure, you could do it eventually, but that's not the right tool for the job. So you wonder why tasks get dropped and people ask you questions and waste your time? It's because they don't know where you are on a task. I'm looking at you, Pez Liz. Although you're not the one who, 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 who's, uh, uh, who told me, hey, we should use Trello. And so I put everything in Trello. And then I got asked questions that I put in Trello. I'm like, uh, I, I like efficiency. I, I, I appreciate efficiency. I have a problem with my own efficiency, let alone when it comes to managing other people's efficiency. Uh, what do you do? I, this, is a, this is my question to you. What do you do? Some people like Basecamp. I don't because it's it, it's a horrible experience. It's like trying to read a book in a blog. Like I get it, I could read, but things are all over the place. I don't like things all over the place. I don't I don't like knowing that I can't rank tasks, that I can't easily see tasks at a view, that I can't easily see what somebody else might be doing on a team. I I can't, you know, take conversations down at a granular level. It's just it's not it's it's not a tool for today's times. More often than not, when I get pulled into a, 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 a team, it's on Slack. Slack has integrations. I've used Slack before. I can't say that I like it or hate it. I, I, I guess I'm you know, in the middle as far as Slack is concerned. But see, it becomes yet another tool. And then people try to shoehorn features into that tool. You know, ultimately, that's, I think it's, it's, it's still a disastrous landscape. It's not that the tool doesn't work. It's that someone doesn't use it. And when you're on a team and someone doesn't use that tool, the tool that's suitable for the task at hand. And people wonder. People wonder. Hell, I even have that problem sometimes even with Diana. It, you know, I, I'm very grateful that I've finally got her to use 
a calendaring tool when she knows she needs to do something. So now it'll be populated in the calendar. Can't wait to tell her that we may be moving to another calendar service. That's going to be a fun conversation. I tried doing that with messaging and got a lot of pushback until I showed her that she could more easily send animated GIFs in the new messaging tool. So you know what she does now? All she does is send me animated GIFs. When she wants to tell me something, she basically does a rebus with animated GIFs. She'll tell me, uh, you know, she, she put some food on the stairs, like popcorns on the stairs. And then she'll go in and search for stairs GIFs. It's like, you know, <laughs> have you ever done that for somebody? You show them another way of doing it, they, they, initially they push back and then they embrace it fully. I like animated GIFs, don't get me wrong. That to me is, is, is either going to make or break a platform. Does it support animated GIFs? I was saying this years ago before it was popular. I've always been a fan of them. Some people, not so much. Me? Nah, man, that's it. I love it. Give me a good animated GIF. Give me an animated GIF. Uh, someone mentioned Skype. Lobo Black 7 in the uh, Twitch chat. Another sub. He's mentioning how he feels like a lot of people feel about Skype. Always got to fix what ain't broke. And a lot of people feel this way. If you take a look at the ratings of the new Skype app, it's it's unrecognizable, for one. Not that I think that's a problem. I just I don't need Skype, never needed Skype, never liked Skype for a lot of different reasons. A lot of different reasons. It's Skype by name alone at this point. You have to pardon I. Left my messenger on still. I keep forgetting to turn it off. That's not your computer, it's mine. Someone knows that I left it on. <laughs> I've used Skype in the past, and usually what it boils down to for my Skype usage, because uh, I don't add anybody on chat, especially if I don't know you, uh, but uh, someone will do a podcast, and they still use Skype for podcasting. I don't. I, I, I don't want to use Skype. If I wanted to record a conversation with someone, I would be inclined to use Anchor, anchor.fm slash Chris Perillo. That's where you can subscribe to the podcast or you know, call into the podcast when we're accepting the call-ins at that point. But uh, generally speaking, Skype just did not pay attention to its audience. What they should have done is basically built Anchor. They should have built Skype up as a podcasting tool and then a chat tool, certainly. Voice chat, chat tool. Everything around a podcaster's needs, rather than making it something that nobody needs. And that's exactly what Skype is now. It's a has-been. It's an also-ran. Some people would say that about me. Maybe I'm the Skype of uh, the, the content publishing enterprise industry people group cabal thing. So I feel that having Skype as an option is nice if people have already worked it into their flow, but it's, it's, it's wholly uninteresting. There's zero that interests me about Skype. Mind you, I didn't care much about it to begin with before the reboot. Now, certainly not. It's, it's, a, it's a perfect case of how they should have listened to their audience and how the audience used the product. But instead, they developed something completely new, and now their core audience is rebuking it. It doesn't surprise me. Not one bit. SafeMark2 says, Discord is what Skype needed to be. 
One of the features of Discord that I've not yet had a chance to explore, maybe we could try this with all the, the people in Discord. Uh, I, I don't know if I'd necessarily do this in a video, but there's a, the, uh, the feature like a, a ventrilo in Discord, a voice chat. Do you remember Ventrilo? Used to love Ventrilo. It was really neat. It never reached critical mass for us. I tried integrating it years ago with live videos. It just it didn't work. But my hope is that uh, uh, we can try experimenting with that in in the near future. So yeah, there's a, a voice chat. So in if, when you're in the Discord, Chris Perillo Cantina, you'll see that you're in the Cantina room. The hashtag Cantina. And then underneath it, there's a little, um, like a sound icon, a little speaker and a sound icon that says Techno Babble. No one's usually in there. It's kind of the, the, the default AFK channel away from the keyboard. Um, I just say, just don't be active in the chat. Uh, but Techno Babble will eventually be for people who want to do voice chat live with each other. I don't, I, I, I can't moderate it outright. I don't, I, I'm not inclined to use it outright in any kind of content. Because you never know what someone's going to say, and I, you can't necessarily control that outright. Um, you know, maybe you know we'll find a, a situation where it'll be warranted, and then the subs who are in Discord, you know, will have another bonus. But I, I don't want to make that a regular thing because it's very, very, very time intensive, and I can't just get up and walk away uh, while engaging. Chilled Texan, a sub in Twitch, says, "Some friends and I use the voice chat on Discord for gaming. It's great. I'd imagine it would be." TeamSpeak used to be another good one. They all have, you know, values. But to me, yeah, I, I think Discord is is definitely a solution that I was looking for going all the way back to live.perillo.com days. Long overdue. And uh, so is the end of this podcast. Long overdue. Thanks again for tuning in and listening. Thank you for subscribing to the podcast. Thank you for sharing everything that I create. Thank you for backing me on the new Go GoFundMe project if you're so inclined. Thank you for becoming a sub of mine on Twitch. Thank you for becoming a patron of mine on Patreon. Thank you for the super chats on YouTube. Thanks for turning on notifications for uh, the YouTube uh, channels. Uh, I appreciate that. I, I love you and appreciate you. At this point, however, I'm going to leave you to your own devices. May the force be with you.